The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. But I found that with most of the long-acting insulins, I don't see an impact um, from exercise. And that's actually led me to be like, I think we in the community and in the medical community, they should have been doing this for a long time, but they don't talk more about IOBs, active insulin on board. So meaning, you know, how much do you have going from your rapid acting insulin? Because in my experience, um, most people predominantly see, you know, those, it's called a negative impact of exercise. So the sharp drops, if they have too much IOB going. And I think often that conversations is not had. So people are just, I think that specific post that you're talking about, my point with it was that certain activities can make my blood sugars go up. Um, so some people see that with anaerobic training, like uh, resistance training, mm. you know, sprints, et cetera, that, that just the way that the body uses glucose, that can actually also make, you know, make blood sugars go up during the activity. Um, so my point with that post was simply to say, well, we always talk about how exercise will make your blood sugars drop. My point was, that's not always the case. I think we need to talk more about IOBs, active insulin on board, um, in general, because it is, in my opinion, one of the most important pieces of data in regards to how our blood sugars are going to react in different types of situations. Um, and I know not everyone kind of knows their IOB, um, in the sense that if you're, if you're on an insulin pump, uh, and you look at your screen, it'll tell you your IOB, but if you use insulin pens like us, you know, it's, it's a little harder. So I use a smart pen that's only available in the U S I know a lot of people outside the U S want it as well, because it's super cool. So that one will actually tell me my IOB. Um, but before that I used an app that's like an $8 app on, on the app store that's called rapid calc rapid calc is brilliant it's not fda approved it's not approved by anyone but i mean i've used it for years and it works brilliantly mm. and what it does is if you put in your insulin doses it will keep track of your iob for you super helpful you can of course also just you know do the math yourself um basically any doses that you take within the last i used to say four hours 
it's only last three to five. So I, you know, four hours is easier. Um, so let's say that you took four units two hours ago. Well, you have about two units left, right? So mm. just knowing that, okay, I have two units la left. Let's say that it was for correction, whatever. So I don't have food on board. I know based on experience and based on me now paying attention to it over the years, that if I just go for a walk, so that kind of activity with two units on board, I most likely will see a significant drop. So that might be okay if I'm like 180, so like a 10 millimol per liter. So that might be okay, right? But if I'm at five millimol per liter, so what is that? Like 100, 110 milligrams yeah, per right liter, on. then that would not be a good situation, right? So I think because I know that I will drop with two active units on board. So that piece of information, I would really encourage everyone to pay more attention to because it really will determine <laughs> how your blood sugars are gonna react in different situations. If you know that activity is gonna make your blood sugars go high, well, then you wanna balance out your IOB so that it is, first of all, enough on board so that you don't skyrocket. And second, you wanna also think about timing because you want it to, you want your insulin to potentially peak at the situation where your blood sugars would go really high, right? So this is like advanced diabetes management, but nobody ever taught me this. I mean, I have never had a doctor set me down and say, hey, let's talk about IOB and let's talk about timing of insulin. It's something that I've had, you know, I've deduced myself because I could, I started to see, well, this variable is really, really important. IOB is super important. And I'd say that my friends who, who use insulin pumps uh, would be like, well, I have no IOB going and they would still go low. I was like, well, that's because you're wearing an insulin pump. So the insulin pump drips rapid acting insulin to your blood sugar 24 seven. And that background insulin, so your basal is not calculated towards your IOB, which is annoying, but it is what it is. The IOB mm only shows for uh, boluses. Um, so that's when people take insulin, obviously, for food or corrections. So that means that they can technically be running around. Let's just say they get like a unit an hour. That would be a constant IOB. I've done this calculation before. <laughs> like 2.5 units. So for most people, just going out and doing like a long walk with 2.5 units IOB and no food on board would be, a, for most people, would be a recipe for disaster, mm. right? But nobody's really talking about IOB like this. So I, it's kind of, you know, here's something I really want to bring to the table because it's important. <laughs> so do you then, in a way, structure your day around the insulin that you take, or do you fit your insulin requirements into your day and into your activity? That's an awesome question. I am a firm believer in living my life and then adjusting my diabetes management to my life. Can that be done all the time? No, there's <laughs> going to be times where I didn't plan ahead. Um, but in general, um, I will, I will try and adjust my insulin so that it fits whatever I want to do. Um, so have you found that from your own experience, it's easier to live the life that you want to live when you have that 
certain level of structure to your day. You can kind of predict what you're going to do. You have a plan rather than just kind of going about your day and taking insulin as you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm also a planner at heart. So it's kind of like, that's how I came out of the egg as a planner, I think. But, um, <laughs> so that, that it comes naturally to me. Um, I love making plans. I love structure. So I think if, if you don't like plans and you don't like structure, it's a little more challenging, especially because, as we both know, once insulin is injected, it's injected, it's in your body, and you just have to deal with it. <laughs> um, but I, most days, I will, well, even before I wake up, I have a plan for the day. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulin Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.